0: The Entrepreneur MBA Podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Helastic. Hello everyone, my name is Stephen Helastic I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. And Financing Solutions, the company that I'm co-founder of, provides very easy to set up lines of credit for small businesses. And I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast, as is as I've been for the past 350 episodes. If you're interested in learning more about a line of credit for your business, which I would highly recommend, uh, I've always always had a line of credit for my businesses. Uh, uh, please visit our website at FSCreditLine.com, That's fs as in Financing Solutions Credit Line Uh, if you, uh, go to there, you'll find some information, but you can also within two minutes, fill out a simple application. We don't run a credit check on you and you can see if you qualify. And if you don't, then, uh, we'll let you know why. Uh, so over the last 25 years, I've built six companies in the 5 million to $25 million uh, revenue per year range, including two companies that have made the Inc 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. I always have, I think it's the critical part. And today I'm very excited to be speaking with Brad White from VARC Solutions, it's V-A-R-C Solutions. Yeah. But before we get to Brad, I'll tell you about um, our uh, sponsor. It's TMG, which stands for Technology Management Group. They, have, uh, um, they are our experts in cybersecurity and they've been doing that for over 30 years. Um, So if you have a question about cybersecurity, if you can have some concerns about cybersecurity, if if you have an issue, uh, if you don't have a plan, then, you know, they might be a good company to call. They also have software that's involved, too, that might be helpful for you as well. And you can visit their website at cyberctrl.net. Again, S-Y-B-E-R-C-T-R-L.net. And um, if you haven't had an issue with cybersecurity, consider yourselves lucky. I know a number of years ago, we got hit really bad uh, and we got just got lucky that we had done backups. Uh, so don't wait till the last minute. Um, so today, uh, uh, I'd like to welcome Brad. Um, Brad is a seasoned executive business leader with 25 years of experience as a chief operations officer. At Vark Solutions and and uh, who is uh, I'm sorry, Vark is an Intuit and QuickBase partner. His role is assisting owner Robin Hall with strategic business growth, direction, and team leadership. He is also a trusted consultant specializing in QuickBooks and QuickBase. And today we're going to be talking about is QuickBooks the right solutions for your business? Brad, welcome to today today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Absolutely, thanks for having me. So, you know, I, I never saw the the, uh, uh, the name QuickBase. What does QuickBase do?
1: You know, so QuickBase is actually a cloud database program. It's probably most comparable to Salesforce.com, okay, which oh, everybody's heard of. <laughs> um, I, I think of QuickBase is kind of like Microsoft Access in the cloud. You know, it's basically a database program that you can build to spec um, to solve business problems automate business processes, build anything from, you know, a sales pipeline management tool to an inventory tracking tool to a commission management. I mean, you can imagine it. If it's a database, we can build it in QuickBase.
0: Has it been around a while?
1: It has. It's kind of crazy, but it's been around for over 15 years. It started out actually as an Intuit product. So Intuit. Know, bought one, of, bought this company a long time ago. It was small. They built it out into a robust cloud enterprise level, you know, solution. Um, and then I think about four or five years ago, sold it off. So now it's a separate company. But yeah, most people have just never heard about it. But it's it's yep. it's in that mid market space, mm-hmm. a lot a lot more affordable than Salesforce, but um, very robust and capable.
0: Gotcha. So let me ask you a, a curveball question right off the very beginning: What is QuickBooks? not good at? In other words, if what industries, uh, what type of things is, is, would you say, you know what? I don't think QuickBooks is the right solution for you.
1: Great question. I'd say it's probably not the best solution in in two big industries that I'm, that I'm familiar with. Um, One would be uh, like roofing construction, like any, any industries where you've got a high, uh, Inner insurance interaction type of requirement. You know, I've got to work with insurance companies to to do everything that they need right uh, for for basically submitting those insurance claims. It's not it's not really integrated, I would say, at that level for for that in, that kind of industry. Um, the other industry that it's probably not the greatest in would be like um, like home services that have recurring scheduling. So, for example, if you've got uh, a, pool, uh, a pool repair company or a pool chemical company where they're having to you know, send people out and it's on a routine and it's a route and it's a scheduled what, what I you know, think of it like this, QuickBooks is kind of like that um, Swiss Army knife that you can use for a lot of different purposes. But when you have a very, very uh, specific business in that type of industry, there's usually off the shelf software that you can get that does that one thing incredibly well. And it's hard for a, a, a generic QuickBooks system, so to speak, to to do it as well. So I would say those two things.
0: So on, on that note, um, why why would you recommend to clients if they're not in those sectors? In essence, I'm sure there's more, but um, that why would you recommend that QuickBooks be used instead of an industry accounting package? Yeah. So probably the first
1: uh, the first reason is it is the most um, mature product in the market. Okay, it's been around for twenty five years. Um, it it's it's known. It's integrated with everything. Um, you know, there's a lot of new players in the market, especially in the like the cloud accounting space. But they are way behind. They're trying to play catch up, and, and they don't have the robust feature set and integration that QuickBooks does. Um, I mean, in the U.S. alone. Uh, Historically, QuickBooks has had over an 80% market share. So it's used by everybody. If you're a small, medium-sized company, you're probably using QuickBooks. Um, uh, You know, and you only start really outgrowing QuickBooks when you start getting into the, I don't know, 25, 50 million plus market. You're now looking at things like uh, NetSuite. You know, you're looking at Microsoft Dynamics. You're really growing beyond mid-market, and now you're going into enterprise. Um, but if you're a small, medium-sized company or lower mid-market, it's 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 the best. Now, I'll also just kind of give you a caveat on that, or just a, a, a disclaimer on that, in that there's there's QuickBooks Desktop and there's QuickBooks Online. So QuickBooks Desktop is has what has is where QuickBooks started. Right, it's been around for 25 years. In um, the QuickBooks Enterprise Solutions product is incredibly robust it can do advanced inventory advanced reporting it's very very capable um, but really you know where things are going with into it as a company and a brand is they are really pushing quickbooks online the quickbooks online product is good it's not as good in in many cases as the enterprise solutions product so it's one of those where you know even into it, it would tell you that it's good but getting better and they're continuing to build it out. So, you know, when when people call us and they're like, you know, which one should I use? You know, first off, things are going to the cloud. So we're going to suggest, hey, if the cloud product of QuickBooks Online checks all the boxes, great, go with QuickBooks Online. But if you've got one of those very specific features that you need that may not be in QuickBooks Online, you know, you've always got QuickBooks desktop. And you can also do cloud hosting of that desktop product too, so you can still have access online. But um, but those are those are the reasons
0: for that. As a as a value added reseller, I mean that's what you guys are, right? Value added reseller is that true? Uh, so in other yeah, words, yeah. You, just, uh, you you consult. And um, what is the most obvious? What is the questions that you usually have to address the most after someone has QuickBooks? Um, in other words, is what problems do people come to you the most with that, that they need help with?
1: Yeah. So usually it's because, uh, so the, the, the question we usually get all get the most is, um, can you help me clean it up? Okay. So, uh, I mean, let's face it. We're small businesses. We're trying to do things as inexpensively as possible. And so whether I'm a fence builder or an electrician, or a home appliance repair guy, what have you. I'm trying to get my accounting done as, as cheaply as possible. That typically means my mom's doing it, my sister's cousin's doing it, my brother's says, you know, my my best friend's brother's mom's doing it. Right? Not necessarily a formally trained accountant, not a formally trained bookkeeper, and and so we usually get the call when things are messed up. They're getting ready to file taxes and it's a mess and they don't know what's going on. They can't rely on their numbers. And so they're really calling us saying, Hey, can you help clean it up? Can you help get it caught up and, and then make sure that we're one either doing it for them going forward or training and showing them how to do it right going forward.
0: As far as cleaning it up, what is the problems that they have most not assigning the right category? Uh, you, there,
1: you, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of things. N- certainly, number one, yeah, I mean, not assigning the right category, um, you know, call, calling something an, uh, an asset when it's really an expense or, you know, what have you. But I'd say most of the time, it's just not recording transactions uh, properly at all. So just to give you an example, okay, in QuickBooks, if you're doing invoicing for, cl- for clients, there's a process, like you need to go invoice that client, and then eventually record the payment and then re- eventually record the deposit. And all those things are linked together. And if you do them in the right order, it's great. But if you do an invoice and then, um, you know, three weeks later, you're downloading your bank transactions and you record a deposit that's not associated with the invoice. And then now your, your account receivable still says that somebody owes you $10,000, but you've got $10,000 in the bank. Now I go, oh crap, I gotta go record that payment. And now I've doubled my deposit. That's the kind of stuff. It just gets messy because people aren't doing it the right way. And again, let's face it, things don't happen in that order all the time organically. You know, I do get paid and now I need to do something with this money, right? I'm not thinking, oh, that needs to be attached to the invoice and a payment. So people who aren't formally trained accountants and bookkeepers, they don't know that those are problems until later when they realize that they've got all the money in the bank, but QuickBooks says customers owe them $100,000. Hmm. And now I've got to figure out how to clean it up and fix it. That's the kind of stuff we see all the time.
0: How do clients typically have you? Do they have you on retainer or do they have you um, on an hourly basis the most? You know, what, what do they typically, or do they just have you doing the accounting? Um honestly all the above. So
1: we position ourselves as a company that's really there as as needed. Okay. So we've got some clients that we're doing monthly bookkeeping for and, and we're doing it all, right? We're downloading the bank statements, we're coding the transactions, we're reconciling the 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 three bank accounts and the four credit cards and the two loans and the truck loan. We're doing it all and sending financial statements at the end of the month. We do that. We have some that we're doing that on an hourly basis because it's very, very um, it varies a lot in terms of the volume. We've got others that we're doing monthly bookkeeping for and it's a flat rate because we it's very predictable. So it's just rinse and repeat every month. Um, but, but a lot of those accounts start with a, a cleanup and a catch up where, and that may be all that they need, right? It's like, Hey, just get us caught up so we can do our taxes. And you know we'll try to take it on from here. So we've got all the above
0: the when you're working with the bus- your businesses, your clients outside what do you what do you like um, it's, I don't know how to uh, it's a leading question because I you know a lot of our listeners are smaller businesses, and um what from what I know, they don't do a great job of looking at their uh, reports that QuickBooks generates. They don't look at their balance sheet. They don't look at their income statement. Uh, you know, they, they may not look at their cash flow report. Um, you know, their, their AR report, their AP report. Am I, I've always assumed that that's correct. Would you agree that that is something that you would inst- uh, instill upon your clients? That's not the right word, but you would make sure your clients know how important those reports are.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously some of them do know and some of them don't, right? Yep. Uh, we really, really like working with those owners that are business savvy, right? And, and here's the thing. I, I mean, I've worked with small businesses for a long time and, and probably collectively hundreds, if not thousands of, of different businesses with different levels of um, expertise, different levels of um, you know, business savviness, Right. The ones that we like, you know, are the ones that are like, Hey, look, I know my business. Okay. I know when the numbers are wrong, right? If I looked at a profit and loss and it says I've made, you know, a million dollars this year, I know it's wrong. Okay. Cause it's either higher or significantly lower. Okay, um, Those are usually the ones we, one we like because they are attuned and they can also say, Hey, we just noticed something and needs to get fixed. Um, but at the same time, even those really, really savvy business owners, they're also very narrowly focused on one thing. They're probably looking at sales, right? I'm looking at sales. I'm looking at sales. I'm looking at my sales. What's my sales this week? What's my sales last month? Right. And they may not be looking at the PL uh, or the balance sheet, to your point, right? They're just looking at, hey, sales, and do I have money in the bank? So it's a very, very um, narrow field of view that they have, and so... You know what we can help with and bring to the table is going okay that's great continue looking at that and if you want those monthly reports we'll give you those specific things but we're also looking at the big picture pnl balance sheets and also being able to see like just super simple here just doing a pnl by month right where we can see that certain expenses you know got doubled up in one month or they got they were ignored in another month because just some of those are timing differences sometimes it's you know vendors that are not sending bills sometimes it's double entry so we're looking for some of those things that i that raise a red flag to say hey look there's something wrong that needs to get fixed
0: yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to put my two cents in this because it's, it's something that I think is really important. The first thing is, let's say you're a small business and you don't look at your income statement very much. And let, like, let's go through the scenario that you said is, I, I just care about my sales, my sales, my sales, my revenue. That's the exactly. number one biggest mistake that small business owners make. And the reason being, of course, and let's be very clear here, is um, sales does not mean profit. OK, right. and I know because, you know, the first couple of years I was driving revenue or sales and, uh, you know, and, you know, and, and then you get a bit in the butt, so to speak, when you start realizing, oh, why didn't I, I don't understand? Why didn't I get this loan or why didn't I get that line of credit? And, you know, that's specifically what we do, but but uh, or but it's happened to me where I've had a very successful business and I'm like $5 million at revenue. And I go to a bank and I say, why didn't I get this loan? And then they look at my balance sheet and they look at my, my income statement and they, you know, it wasn't categorized certain things correctly. And so, you know, there's the language that maybe a business owner speaks. And then there's a language that either a bank or let's give me some other uh, Things to motivate you guys to look at financial reports. Let's let's say you're about to sell your business, or not even about to sell. Let's say you're, you know, an opportunity presents itself, and you've been around for 20 years, (laughs) and they want to see financials, and your financials look terrible. Okay, so, and I'll give you a third scenario. Uh, What happens if you become incapacitated? All right, what happens then? Can somebody come in and help who's ever going to take over your business, your wife, your husband, your significant other, a family member? can they pick up where you, where, where you are because you you're running um, what's the standardized accounting practices? Right. And let me tell you, if you think it can't happen to you, it, it happened to me, okay? So where we're, my wife passed away. And she was in charge of my bookkeeping. Now, luckily she was, she had her master's in accounting, but um, so, you know, things were, were pretty good, but she still had her way of doing things too. So, um, so there's a variety of different reasons other. And the other one was important is that's the way to run a good business. Right. Yeah. Well, can I, and can I add something to that, that concept or that?
1: Please. thought? So we've, you know, we've, we're in a business growth mode, right? And so a couple of different ways of growing a business is, you know, you go out and you get more sales, but the other is to, you know, acquire businesses. So we've gone down that road and we've acquired a couple accounting practices or bookkeeping practices to add to our business. And so we're on the buyer side sometimes looking at uh, another company's PL and and basically going, okay, you've shown consistent revenue, you've shown revenue growth, profit growth, um, you know, that kind of stuff. You've got client agreements in place where we can kind of be pretty confident that, that that recurring revenue is going to continue. And those are good examples of what we want to see. We've also been on the opposite side where we've, we've been looking at a business and their, um, their income is very highly fluctuating, right? They, they didn't have time to do invoicing for six months. And, right. <laughs> you know, they're so busy, right? They didn't have time to do invoicing for six months or they've had, you know, family health things and the person that was doing it just wasn't able to do it. And so now we're coming in, looking at the business going, yeah, you've got this, this six month black hole where we don't know what happened, or yeah, you had a lot of income, but it was that one month last year and and hasn't been since. And that lowers the value that we're willing to pay for something because we can't predict it into the future. And so we've we've seen that I mean several times, and um, yeah, you got to have good books if you want to be able to eventually sell your business for what it's really worth.
0: And it's also and it's a um, it's a reflection of the business overall. You might think, oh, well, we have great sales, so that'll make up for it. But no, it doesn't. It shows a, a lack of a good running business. And let's let's go to this other area which you mentioned. Uh, you know, people who typically maybe um, have. Are salesman type of uh, owners, very good salespeople. They don't care about the details as much. The, I guess the recommendation I would would say is go to Brad or go to uh, Vark and and just have them just say, "Hey, can you take care of my accounting for me and you know make sure I am doing the right things so that my business runs correctly." What will happen if you do that? um, the, uh, the owner is Brad or his group will tell you, um, what you need to know. And they'll, they'll teach you, they'll teach you what, why, you know, why is the balance sheet important? Uh, what are some of the, items? what is this loan to officer category? Why is that a little scary? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, do you know, you have to pay taxes on that eventually? Because I tell you what, I've winded business da- businesses down, and you have been—you'd be surprised how hard it is to close a business. You know the things that are involved and the taxes that, are, that could be potentially required. Um, so you know, uh, you know, so that's that's a recommendation. If you you know, if you if you have a secretary to take care of the books or something like that, it's spent. Spend a little bit extra money and just get a professional in there. Would you agree with that?
1: I would agree 100% on that. Um, our whole philosophy and the reason why we're in business and the reason why we've been in business for, for, for 24 plus years is because we do what we're best so that you can do what, you're, what, what you do best. Right. If you're if you're um, a fence repair person, go repair fences, <laughs> you know, let us worry about the accounting. Right. Or if you're a a real estate agent or if you're a restaurant or a nonprofit, go do that thing that you do the best. We let you get back to your business so we can, you know, so we we focus on your book so you can get back to your business. And I think that's that's the that's the right way to do it. Um, The other thing I'll kind of add to what you said, too, um, is that um, a a lot of times we uh, I think as business owners, we want to hold on to stuff. You know, because nobody else can do it as good as I can. I've been doing this forever. Nobody else can sell it as, better, as good as I can. Nobody can, can deliver the services as, as good as I am. But nobody's going to buy a business that you're required to be there forever. You know, you've got to be able to build into those, the company those systems and those processes. You know, if I was the best salesperson in my company and I'm the owner, that's a problem. Um, I need to hire, you know, good people train them on how to do, you know, what I do, they may not ever be as good. They actually might even be better eventually. Right. But I need to be as an owner, be able to step away from that business in order to ultimately sell it and, um, you know, and be able to go on to my next thing or retire or, you know, go take a vacation every once in a while.
0: What about someone says to you, um, we're using a different accounting package right now. We're not happy with it. We want to switch to QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. You know, what are, what are some things that you're, that, that, um, you, you would say to that person? Uh, well, first I would say, I mean, number one, that's good.
1: Um, if, if you're, if you're not happy with your accounting software, um, QuickBooks will probably do it pretty well. Um, we can help. Okay. So we do those types of migrations. We migrate people from Uh, QuickBooks Desktop to QuickBooks Online, and those are different systems. They've got the same name, but they're very different. So QuickBooks Desktop Online conversions we do. Uh, If somebody was migrating from like a a Sage 50 or something like that to QuickBooks, we do those as well. What what you kind of ask like, what would I tell them? What I would tell them is be ready for a little bit of pain, Mm -hmm. be ready for a little bit of frustration, maybe even a lot of frustration. Um, because those conversion are, those conversions are not always very clean and it's no fault of anybody other than the fact that you've got different accounting packages, different features, different data formats, um, different ways of structuring the data. And neither one of them wants to do, to make it super easy just to click a button and, and, and move off of your platform. Right. So they don't necessarily make it easy to, to, to leave, um, But what we found is uh, what we find all the time is people want to migrate. They want to keep the last 15 years of history in their file. And it's just not ever possible. Okay. If you're, um, if you're going from some other accounting product into QuickBooks, you're not going to be able to migrate and keep the last 15 years with your history. It's just not, it's not going to happen. Everybody that we talk to wants it. It just, it's just not reality um, because the software programs are different. So what we typically do is we'll do a new company setup, we'll import lists. So we can export customer list, import customer list, export vendor list, import. And usually there's data cleanup that has to go along with that because again it's not a one for one, you know, this is how it works in bus systems. And then, you know, do journal entries to kind of get overall account balances in the system, we'll go in and kind of enter, you know, like open transactions like unpaid, I'm uh, sorry, uncleared checks, unpaid bills. Um, estimates that are still outstanding. We'll get some of those open transactions so that you can do the next step in QuickBooks. Uh, but, but you've got your old system if you want to reference the history, but don't, don't try to get the history into QuickBooks. It's gonna be painful or it's gonna be a very, very expensive manual data entry to recreate. Um, best case scenario, you're going from something like QuickBooks Desktop to QuickBooks Online and your file's not too big that it's not convertible. And you know you can go through a conversion process and have most of the stuff move over. Um, but even in those that are the quote unquote, easy conversions, there's usually a little bit of data cleanup that has to happen. So we try to advise clients to lower the expectations a little bit on what you're gonna get. And it not, has nothing to do with us or our expertise. It just has to do with the fact that the software programs are different and it's not a one-for-one, easy-peasy, you know, migration. So
0: yeah, What about um, if people are migrating from Quicken, which is, you know, more of a personal uh, uh, accounting package, but the Quicken has a, you know, a module inside of it that's for small businesses. Have you seen a, 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 an easy transition from Quicken to QuickBooks?
1: Not really. Not really. Um, and, and I would, I, 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 again, I'll, I'll disclaim that two different reasons, two different ways. So I use Quicken, um, been using it forever for personal finance, right? And one of the things that Quicken uh, does really, really well is it does 401k tracking. It does your investment tracking, your personal loans. It does that really, really exceptionally well. QuickBooks doesn't have that same functionality in terms of like, you know, 401k, um, you know, stock Tracking and uh, you know uh, realized gains and losses, unrealized. It doesn't have that type of functionality into it because that's personal finance, it's not business. Um, even the the Quicken uh, Home and Business that I, I'm somewhat familiar with, you yeah you can do some basic tracking like invoices and things like that. Um, but I would say as a recommendation, if anybody's using Quicken and they're thinking about you know. Taking that data and going into QuickBooks is is leave Quick in where it is. Go create a new company file for QuickBooks, whether it's QuickBooks Desktop or QuickBooks Online. Set up the chart of accounts from scratch. You know, work with an accountant, uh, CPA, to make sure that the starting numbers are good. But the process is pretty straightforward. You know, you set up your QuickBooks, you connect your bank accounts, connect your credit card accounts, um, and it'll start bringing those transactions in. Um, you know, going forward and and let's just make sure that the books are in the right place going forward um, in QuickBooks. I wouldn't try to convert Quicken. I just think it's one, most folks that are using Quicken, even if they are using it for business, there's also a whole bunch of personal stuff in there and there's no like button that you can click to say, just separate that stuff. It's all, you know, if you try to convert it, it's all going to go in and then we now we got to figure out what we need to get rid of.
0: All right. Well, it's all good stuff. Uh, you know, I believe in outsourcing. I, I, I do it myself. And uh, and I think having a, you know, a good accounting uh, firm that you're working with is, is you know, bookkeeping slash accounting uh, is really valuable. That's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank so very much, Brad White from VARC, uh, V-A-R-C Solutions, for coming on to today's podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And please also, if you like today's uh, podcast or any of the other podcasts uh, that that we've done, please give us a five-star review. And of course, if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, feel free to visit our website at fscreditline.com. Again, that's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Brad, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that?
1: I'd say the easiest is this. First off, visit our website. So it's varcsolutions.com. Pretty straightforward and simple. If you're on LinkedIn, feel free to reach out to me and, you know, just search for Brad White, VARC Solutions, and you'll definitely find me. And uh, yeah, happy to to help. Great.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks. So uh, just to summarize today, I think the key is, you know, have a good accounting package. Use um, a good bookkeeper and accountant to make sure that your business is run smoothly. Try not to do all this yourself. Just from a listen, if you have a good bookkeeper and a good accountant, they're going to save the mo- you the money that you paid them in a tax uh, uh, reduction. So, uh, so think of it that way as kind of a, a no brainer. All right, everybody, have a great day. Great podcast.